Ah, welcome back. You're listening to Radio Lean 101.5 FM, Platicando Mejorando. This is your host, Veronica Delara. Veronica Pimento. Andy Logan. And Berenice Jimenez. Yeah, and so we've been talking about things you need to know when, you know, turning 18. I know we've had our um, expectations and, and then we had reality checks. Um, once we've turned 18, we have just a list of responsibilities as an adult. Uh, but before we went on music break, we were talking about taxes and um, we also talked about, you know, when you need to, ta- when you need to file And we also started talking about voting and the importance of voting. And we know as you turn 18, you know, this is, you register to vote and you have now become an active um, member of society and you need to practice your um, civic participation. So let's talk a little bit about maybe, I know all of us, we're definitely above 18. We've all had our experience, our first time experience of voting. Let's, Let's share a little bit with our audience. And I don't know, if Veronica, you want to share a little bit of your experience? Because it it's nervous. It's nerve-wracking when we, you know, yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was intimidating. I'm going to be honest that I didn't register right away just because I didn't know. Like, I was like, oh, I don't know what to expect. Like, um, and uh, I feel like it kind of didn't have the support as much or maybe also didn't have the need to, like, ask. Um, so it wasn't until like the following year. Um, and even then, like I had to like ask, um, I think my coworkers at the time, like, okay, who should I vote for? Like, what do I do? And so they had to walk me through the process. Um, but, uh, I feel like it's up until like now, like recently where like, um, I actually get really excited where I'm like pumped and I'm like encouraging everybody else. But I know that it wasn't so much like that when I was younger. Yeah, for me personally, I also waited about a year. Um, but when I, maybe it was a little bit over a year because in the last elections, I remember I wasn't registered to vote and my dad was so mad at me and I was, and it shocked me because he's like, what do you mean? You're 18, you know, you should be voting. And he was at this point, he had already um, became a citizen, I believe. So he was super excited to vote. So yes, finally I get to vote, and my mom was also going to vote, and I believe my sister did as well. And I mean, you know, my thought was like, well, California is a democratic state, so it doesn't really matter. My vote doesn't really count. And I had that mindset, and it wasn't until he told me how lucky I am to be able to vote because there are so many people that can't and wish that they could that that really opened my eyes to, you know, you know what, yes, I I should vote and my vote does count. Um, So he, yeah, him just seeing his excitement of being, finally being a citizen and being able to vote really motivated me to do so. And so any time, like it's time to vote, we all sit together as a family and go through the whole like process of it because we do the vote by mail. And it's a nice experience that we have. So that's my story on voting for the first time. <laughs> I remember I did the same thing as you, Veronica. I talked to my coworkers and tried to get some kind of guidance. But I also got the lecture that we don't talk about those things. We don't talk about mm-hmm. who we vote for, why we vote for them, um, and get into those deep conversations at work. Um, so which was 
good and bad, because I think we do need to know that, but I was seeking for guidance, information, how do you understand, how do you research for somebody or a law? Um, so I needed a little bit more guidance. So I wish our schools would have done a little bit more um, to teach and prepare our kids to go out there and vote. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I had some, um, yeah, again, because we're not, it's not a conversation, you know, to, to talk about politics and, and to share each other's points of views. Um, it's kind of sometimes discouraged. Um, but I also added some of to but my, you know, my dad, um, he really, be, he recently became a citizen, uh, he got his citizenship. Um, he was able to pass the test. And you know, since then, he's always just been willing, you know, he's been pushing like, hey, you know, we're going to go vote, like, let's go vote. And so, um, now that I think about it, I'm like, I haven't been voting that long, actually, you know, since I turned 20, what is it, 18, 21. Um, so I've only think voted for one president, two, pre two people in my time. So crazy. I thought I, I was like, wait, I think I might've voted three presidents, but my time. And I'm like, actually, no, uh, it hasn't been that long because they're on for four years. Um, so that, anyways, that was an interesting perspective. I was looking it up right now. I was like, how long have I been voting? When was the first time I voted mm -hmm. actually? Um, so yeah, it, it definitely was scary, especially because uh, well, I was you know voting for myself, and as well as uh, my dad has cut um, have a, has a gotten a custom for me to provide him a list. So I'll I'll sometimes feel bad. I'm like, uh, let me just go over this with you because like you can't really assume that you and I like believe in the same things, <laughs> even though yeah. we're family, you know. And I always want to give him the opportunity, give him the opportunity to understand things better, especially for the propositions like plastic bags or. Um, and there was another one that was a weird one. And I was like, um, this doesn't sound weird, but, but this is on the ballot. Um, do you think that, uh, I don't know, it was about the entertainers wearing uh, something. And I was, he's like, what? That's on there? And I was like, yeah, we, you do agree on that? Or you do not? I was having these deep conversations with my dad. But, um, but I think it's like an opportunity to, to do things together with family and to better uh, understand how the world works and mm -hmm. each other's points of views, because these are things that we're not really having conversations about. Um, so um, I just remembered I, my first time when I voted, I believe I was in college. Um, and for me, um, actually, if I'm not mistaken, it was Obama's time when, um, you know, he, he had an approach for, uh, you know, targeting the youth. Uh, he had a whole campaign. Um, so I just remembered being at Davis in Sacramento and, my friends and we were watching this and everybody was just like, we need to vote. We need to vote. And I just remember it was an exciting time, but again, I was, I was around youth and college students. So it was, it was a different experience, but yeah, I think it's something important. And I know Sandy, you were sharing a little bit about just having these dialogues with coworkers and feeling comfortable and, and um, just an opportunity not to judge each other. Cause I think there's, there's a lot of that you know and yeah. i think right now it's important for us to start talking about it because november 3rd is around around the corner um no matter what your opinion is you need to do your research you need to get prepared and make sure you go vote the last time we went to vote um this last um election a couple months ago uh for one of the our communities i stand in line i stood in line better said i stood in line for six hours because that was the first time that they had the digital voting machines. So while I was in line, I pulled up the app, I was able to figure it out. 
I already had everything checked in, but I still needed to stand in line to go inside and do it on the machine. Um, that takes a long time, but there were people there, I mean, for hours. They actually had closed the voting time. I think it ends at eight o'clock. I didn't leave there until 11 o'clock that night um, just to get votes. So we wanna make sure that we prepare this time for November 3rd. Make, uh, they're gonna be sending out the mail-in ballots. You can fill them out at home. I'm, I'm a stickler. I still wanna go in and drop it off. I don't wanna stand in line anymore, but I do wanna go in and drop it off in person uh, to know that it gets there. I'm not uh, really secure about mailing it out, but um, an in-person drop off, I'm really good with. Yeah, same, we do in-person drop offs as well. And I think you made a great point in educating yourselves because sometimes, although my parents were very excited to vote, um, my dad was a little bit more aware of like who was running for what and some of the proposition. My mom totally like oblivious to it. And her first reaction is like, okay, just vote for the one who has a, a Latino sounding um, uh, last name or mm -hmm. name. And, or, you know, just vote for the Democrat or just vote. And yes, you know, we vote for um, the party that you, you want or, but it's important to educate yourself about this person because you know, just because they have a Latino last name doesn't mean they they agree with everything that you agree agree with. Yeah. So we definitely spent uh, me and my sister. We split up the propositions, and and we'll look them up and show them videos. And if it's in Spanish, better so they better understand it because I can't necessarily translate everything um, exactly. So you know, um, so it's doing that homework as well, and definitely, definitely researching all that stuff. You know, they even take care of our military um, personnel overseas. You, they can mail in their votes as well. So it's important for that. So I'm going to give out the number again, 800-345-VOTE, 800-345-8683. Make sure you're ready. November 3rd is right around the corner. We need to get prepared. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you for sharing, Sandy. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, let's, uh, I know we're talking about voting and the importance of voting and we shared um, some of our experiences when voting and um, yeah, we want to continue talking about things to know when you're turning 18. So we're going to go on a music break and we'll be right back um, and stay tuned. We have more in store for you all. Thrilling me with all of your charms 
that you were my dreams come true And I think I found that day Thank you.
Hi, and we're back. Uh, you're listening to Radio Olin 101.5 FM, Platicando y Mejorando. This is your host, Veronica De Lara. Veronica Pimentel. Sandy Logan. And Berenice Jimenez. Yeah, and before we went on a music uh, break, we were talking about voting and the importance of voting. And we also got to share our ex first time experience when we did go to vote. Um, again, our topic for today, for those that are just tuning in, is um, things you need to know when turning 18. Um, some of, we shared some of our expectations and some of our realities. Um, but with that, I, I know we wanted to talk about, now that we talked about taxes and voting, we also wanted to shift the conversation to um, relationships. And um, yeah. <laughs> I, I know when I, I wasn't allowed Question. to date. Question, yeah. I was going to ask, did anybody have like a high school sweetheart? Or maybe you were dating behind your parents' back? Yeah, that was me for sure. Um, I, <laughs> uh, silly as it sounds, I had a best friend at 12. We really were best friends at 12. But at 13, I was like, oh, he's my best friend. But I like my best friend. and. Um, and yeah, I think we became like official boyfriend and girlfriend, like 13 years and a half where we were literally just holding hands. I mean, it was just my boyfriend where I would go to school and wow. we would hold just to walk. You. Yeah. Just to walk me from school. I mean, from one class period to the other. Um, that's pretty much it. It's not like we weren't, you know, uh, without getting too personal, that, did, that intimacy piece did not really happen. I, until I was a little, until I was in high school, um, but yeah, I was with that person for seven years. So he was my um, high school sweetheart. And then I definitely thought we were going to get married. Like every teenage girl thinks when they first fall in love, um, it didn't happen. <laughs> but yes. Anybody else has an experience like uh, a high school sweetheart? Um, negative. So this is probably the least amount of talking I will do because I have yet to have have been in a relationship <laughs> it wasn't um like frowned upon or anything um and it's funny my sister who um we're two years apart had her first boyfriend and I was so excited to see how my parents were going to react because she was 16 and they were like whatever about it or like um the boy would come and always bring my like my mom flowers or my dad liked him because he would bring fruit or some type of food to the house and my dad like you you bring him food and he likes you <laughs> um so yeah it was um it was interesting to like see her like her experience of having a boyfriend it didn't last that long um and she's only had two as well we're just not the relationship type I'm not very interested or have ever been in a rush for it I don't not very interested in getting married or having kids um but yeah, that's like my experience of not having an experience. So I got married a little bit later in life. Um, I met the love of my life when I was 30, actually 29. And then um, we got married when I was 33. Um, but one of the things you really think about when you're getting married is one, you have to be 18 years old. So you don't have, need a parent consent, but also remember we talked about credit. Are we um, adopting or their credit? 
So if they have it, when I Ooh, first that's a good point. married, um, one of the things that the young lady at the bank asked me was, have you looked at his credit score? And I'm going, what? My husband-to-be's credit score? My fiance? And they're like, yes, have you looked at it? Does he have debt? Because all when you get married, you also are taking on that responsibility mm-hmm. of debt. So it's something right. to really think about. Um, uh, besides being in love, making sure the person is the right person for you, but also we want to start looking at the financial aspect of what they're bringing into the relationship. Right. My boyfriend and I actually before, because we we have we went through our little stages of like friends. Now we're friends with purpose. We're getting to know each other on a more intentional level. And then now we're boyfriend and girlfriend, Lord willing, moving into engagement. Um, but that was one of the conversations that we had to ask. So we had created some questions where I was like, okay, this is what we're going to ask like each other. Um, and you know, if something like this, this was something we asked during like the friends with purpose stage where we got to decide like, okay, like, is this something or someone that I would want to consider moving on to the next stage? Like their debt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's a, that's such a good point. It's like, um, I think that should be something that you ask on the first date. It's like, hey, how's it going? What's your credit score? <laughs> well, I think at that point, you they think that you're a gold digger or something. But yeah, it's <laughs> a joke. <laughs> understand, you know, um, like there's always a saver and there's always a spender in a relationship. So you want to be able to balance that out. Um, one of the things that we've done is, um, 80% of our check goes into the house account that takes care of all of our needs. But then like we have 20% of mad money. So my husband loves um, music and he loves movies. So he can dip into his mad money to buy those things without uh, getting into our money that we take care of our family, if that makes any sense. And I always need my at least 20 bucks to go at the spend at the dollar store, buy knickknacks I want or arts and crafts that I want. But um, really having those conversations about money as you are going into a relationship, especially a legal binding relationship, is important to have beforehand. Yeah. Um, one of my questions to you, Sandy, was, I don't know if you, you just mentioned, but is did you have to teach your husband to save the way that you were saving? Uh, my husband had no credit score. Don't tell him, but um, it's true. He had no credit score. He is a man that spends everything in cash. Uh, no, he had, he didn't even exist in a credit score. So one of the things that we did was um, we, when he bought a car, um, I made, they gave him such a high interest rate that I almost died but it was important to do that for about six months to be able to pay something off over and over. And then I was able to reapply and get that credit score, get the interest rate lower. So those are the kind of things that you do um, to try to help build up that person's credit score. Um, And when it comes to saving, yeah, he's learned a lot from um, how we save money. Now he, we really talk about our finances, what we need to do, what is important for us right now. What is a need? What is a want? Um, those are conversations that you need to be able to have with your partner um, to be able to make those financial decisions and also be on the same page towards a common goal. You know, our goal right now is to buy a house. So we're working on saving money to be able to purposely put towards that house. So every time we think about 
going to the movies, well, before COVID. Um, we think, is that important? Or can we just put that money away towards our goal? That's great. That, that sounds like uh, something that works for you guys. And hopefully that could encourage some other people to also be as financially wise with their money, just like you. Thanks. I mean, it, it takes a long time and it takes um, discipline. courage, discipline, <laughs> courage to be able to talk about money because we all have emotional ties to it and we all deal with it differently. And um, for us, one of the things that percentage works because whoever is making more or less doesn't feel like they're not adding to the pot as much or as less as the other one is. So it's, it's just a flat number and it makes it easier for everybody. Yeah. I just want to add a little bit about, um, I know we're talking about for those that just turn 18 and I think, you know, we talked about budgeting and the importance of budgeting and making sure that we learn how to manage our money. So, you know, for the future, we're well prepared and we're not, you know, trying to figure out debt and our relationship and marriage and not be in the place that we need to be because we're not financially there. Um, what, what advice should we give our, those that are just maybe graduating high school and turning 18 as the, they look forward into this reality of life and maybe starting employment, getting their own money, um, getting their own car? for me one of the biggest things I would I tell young people open up a savings account in the credit union that's far away from you that you have to physically go to to get money out and have it automatically take out a percentage of your check as soon as your deposit gets to your account and it goes into that and you forget about that money that is the I think the best way to teach people how to save if it's taken out immediately but it's mad money in case of an emergency. And also you're putting that money away for your home, your new car, whatever the things that you want. Yeah, I agree on um, having, especially nowadays where people prefer direct deposit over anything else, having a percentage of your check go into your savings account. That's, the, that's the, what I did when I first started um, and, getting direct deposit. And it's easy and it's free and it's painless. Yeah, you literally forget that that even goes there because your first paycheck comes and and it and um you already have some of it in your savings, so the rest that's in your checkings you can, you know, spend wisely as you will, but you get used to it and so you get used to having, you know, only having that amount and your savings you forget about it which i love because you know i'm collecting money without even feeling it if that makes sense like it's not affecting me because i've gotten used to only spending this amount of money or having to budget with this like amount of money so that's my tip yeah and i think veronica you i mean veronica berenice you mentioned this earlier and um i think there's like i'm not sure if there's just well again we're young uh we, we feel free we feel like we can make our own decisions uh, so when we have money we don't think about it twice we just want to buy what we want to buy and i don't know if that's just a reaction how we react to things um but there's i feel like for me personally when i was younger i was more materialistic 
And that definitely did not help with my, with my budgeting because I wanted to get certain things and I wanted particular things. But I think my advice as we're talking about those that are turning 18 and, and finding better ways to manage your money, I would say try to detach your feelings from the item that you're purchasing because right. I think I think when you're young, like at least for me, like I'm less detached from things now because I've just owned different things and I've realized, you know what, I don't even have that one thing I had like 10 years ago. I don't even know where it is five years ago. I don't even know that one thing I bought six months ago. It's gone. So you start to detach yourself from items. But when I was younger, I, I would just, I don't know. I, I like was, I don't know if that was just my, my self-expression, but I wanted things and I wanted too much things. Um, so my advice would be if you can just, if you're going through something um, and your reaction is to spend money, I would ask, say, take a step back, sleep on it uh, and try to tap into why you're really wanting to buy something. If you really need it or really want it. I know Sandy brought that up earlier being able to differentiate between what you want and what you need. And I feel like sometimes we do a lot of um, pulsing shopping, but usually it's coming from a root of emotion and maybe we're trying to fulfill something. And I think when I was in college um, and I started working in high school, I, I definitely was seeking that fulfillment and I did a lot of shopping and I, I see it now, now that I'm older. Yeah, I was never into materialistic things, so um, so I didn't say. But one of the things also is that if you, let's say you do want something, um, like personally, I love going to the gym and my dream is to have one at home so I don't have to pay for that gym membership every month. So coming into this quarantine, obviously the gym's closed, but I, because I was starting to save because I wanted to like buy a machine, it was like a a bike and a rowing machine. Um, I had already had money saved up for that and I was able to treat myself for it. And it's something that I use every day. So if it's something that you really want and sure you're gonna use it every day or you know, you the value of it is like it has it adds value to your life. It's not just like for an instant moment. And that may mean buying one or two less meals a week like going out to eat you can eat a peanut butter sandwich for lunch like it, budgeting like sometimes it does take sacrifice of not sacrifice i wouldn't say it's a sacrifice but of okay you don't need a three course dinner meal every friday saturday sunday night take one of those away um the next month take another one away and you like you'll slowly get used to it and also making your own meals is a lot healthier and one of the things that you sparked in me at all of like kind of careless spending is subscriptions that sometimes you forgot you subscribed to something like last year and they've been taking it out of your account automatically and you didn't know until you go until you finally look at your expenses and you realize oh my gosh they've been taking out 29.99 out of my account for like a whole year and i haven't used the service so really going into your like what subscriptions you have and what you honestly use, um, especially with all these streaming um, websites nowadays that kind of just like hook onto you um, yeah. and you want them all. So, you know, you don't really need them all or having um, just, yeah, I would say look into the subscriptions that you, that you um, like that you have and you don't use anymore. Right. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's something that we need to be proactive. Um, we could check just by logging into our own app and checking uh, which current, the uh, reoccurring subscriptions we have. Um, but 
again, thank you for sharing. And let's go ahead and go back to some music. We hope you guys are enjoying your beautiful Monday morning.
Me quieren agitar, me incitan a gritar Soy como una roca, palabras no me tocan Adentro hay un volcán que pronto va a estallar Yo quiero estar tranquilo Es mi situación, una desolación Soy como un lamento, lamento boliviano Que un día empezó y no va a terminar joining us in this beautiful morning. Um, you're listening to Radio Olin 101.5, Platicando y Mejorando. This is your host, Veronica De Lara. Veronica Pimentel. Andy Logan. And Berenice Jimenez. Yes, and for those that have been listening to us um, this morning, we've been talking about things um, you need to know when turning 18. We've shared our personal experience, some of the expectations we had, 
versus some of the reality that comes with turning 18, which is a lot of responsibility. Um, and so we've talked about um, you know, voting, the importance of voting, how to file your taxes. We've talked about driving. Um, we talked about debt, how to manage your money, the importance of credit. Um, and so just before we went on, on a break, we were talking about, um, what were we talking about? Is there a bustle? <laughs> So we're going to start talking about, you know, health and that's right. that's right. laws, um, because now that you're 18, um, mom and dad don't have to go in the room with you. Um, you don't have to share all that information of your personal health, um, if it's mental health or physical health, with your parents unless you ask them and invite them to be a part of that conversation. Thank you, Sandy. That's right. Thank you, Sandy, for that. Yes. And so... You mentioned a little bit of the HIPAA. So I know, I know when I was a lot younger, I, for all my doctor's appointments um, that I had with my, my, my parent, my mom, mom mother specifically, um, yeah, they, they stayed in the room. Um, you know, I didn't really have uh, the privacy to just have a conversation with my doctor without my parent being present. Um, but I, those things have changed. Um, and so I don't know if Berenice or Veronica wanna share um, some of your experiences with now having these changes made and giving us giving youth giving our youth more of a privacy rights yeah uh, i think it's go ahead um, yeah i was just gonna say that i think it's great um you know personally um i also had to um i had to get like birth control when i was younger um like while i was in high school and i i felt like i really couldn't talk to my doctor because my mom was there um, and now, like, I think it's great because it'll allow youth to open up more um, because they are sometimes just so concerned about what their family will say or um, the judgment that will come maybe from their parents. So I like that, that they are going to receive so much liberty or freedom and the right to uh, just get the services that they personally feel are adequate. For me personally, um one of the things that I was actually excited for when I turned 18 was to be able to get um, therapy um, and not have my parents consent for that because it was something that growing up I always felt I needed. However, in our household, it was mental health wasn't very something that we ever really talked about. So my community college offered it and it was one of the um, within my second semester at least i went in and i asked and and thankfully it was a, a free service so i didn't like have to pay for it and i was able to go in and get the help that i needed and didn't like require my parents um, consent for that and that even goes with not just your parents but also your partner um your spouse if once if you are married and you're 18 and older and you're married um you have to sign a form that allows the physician to talk to your partner about your medical condition so those are the things that another thing that we need to talk about with um anybody who's of age that who can we talk to so if you have a medical condition that happens i allow my mom my best friend my husband my girlfriend my wife to be able to have access to my medical and be able to make medical decisions over um, myself if I'm not um, uh, able to make those decisions. 
Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. And um, I, I'm, and for those that are listening, um, I hope um, this was a good topic and you took some useful information. Again, we, we talked about just uh, important things to consider when turning 18. Um, a lot of responsibilities come when you turn 18, but there's just a lot of things that, you know, we think we should know, but for some reason they fall off the cracks and we don't get all the information that we need. Um, so I, we thought today was, would be important for us to have this conversation to better inform those that are, you know, recently graduating high school, maybe going into college or turning 17 to 18 and just some of that list of responsibilities and some things to consider, some advice on um, turning 18 and the, and the importance of, um, you know, being safe and, and being knowledgeable. Um, but, you know, I don't know if uh, Sandy or Veronica Berenice want to add anything before we I close just our say, segment. Yeah, I just want to say that I personally learned so much. I was taking notes as we were sharing out. I know a lot of you ladies are filled with so much fun, and I'm really hoping that I can apply it to my own life so we can make those changes that we really need to. I think one of the biggest things is don't be afraid to ask. You know, do your research, talk to your friends, talk to your older uh, friends or your family members and talk to everybody and find out, get some guidance. You don't have to discover everything on your own. Um, it's sometimes easier to learn from others and this way we don't have to same the mis make the same mistakes. So don't be afraid to ask. Yes, there is no such thing as a dumb question. All questions are good questions. Um, so if you have one and you're afraid to ask because you think you should know the answer to it or um, I, don't be afraid to ask. Yes, thank you, Veronica. Thank you, Sandy, and thank you, Veronica. And with that, we wish you a wonderful week. We hope you stay safe and healthy and we will be back next Monday. Uh, stay with us and remember, follow us on Pueblo y Salud at our Instagram and Facebook. And we wish you all a wonderful um, Monday. Thank you.